0: You're listening to episode 88, brought to you by the Health, Hope & Inspiration podcast and BarkBox. For three free downloads and to subscribe to Health, Hope & Inspiration, go to hhidownload.com. And to get a free extra month when you subscribe to a 6- or 12-month plan at BarkBox, just go to barkbox.com lovely. Welcome to Cultivating the Lovely. I'm your host, Mackenzie Coppa. You can find out more about the podcast at cultivatingthelovely.com, in our Yellow Brick Road membership community at patreon.com cultivatingthelovely, and in our Facebook group. I would also love to connect with you on Instagram, where you can find me at Mackenzie Coppa. That's M-A-C-K-E-N-Z-I-E-K-O-P-P-A. You guys, this is an episode that many of you have been waiting for as well as me, for quite some time, because I was actually contacted at the beginning of the summer to get to interview today's guest, and then her filming schedule, yes, I said filming schedule, got in the way and we had to keep postponing things until this fall. Well, I finally had the chance to sit down and chat with Candace Cameron Bure, and it was so much fun. We really got to dive into a lot of topics that I don't think she talks about on a lot of shows and interviews that she's on, things about her. Her perspectives on faith, having grown up in Hollywood, and even some of the things that I was able to relate to growing up in the theater. It was really fun to be able to see how our experiences were very similar in those ways. And I think we hit on a lot of good information that you guys are really going to enjoy in today's episode. But before we get there, I do want to mention a couple of things. So, of course, thank you to everyone who's leaving those ratings and reviews in iTunes. It's making a big difference. And for those of you who are just telling your friends, you know, because a lot. Of the podcasts that I find and love are the ones that I just heard about from people that I really respect and enjoy who I know in real life. So, for those of you who are sharing it with people that you know and love, Thank you. It makes such a difference. Also, we are really doing some fun things that we're amping up in the Patreon group, trying to get even more content in there so you guys feel like it's really worth it. As you already know, it's a double subscription. You get two subscriptions for the price of one because it also subscribes you to all the extra content for our other podcast called The Same Page, which if you haven't checked it out yet, you should really go give it a run. We just started Peter Pan and it's so much fun. But within Patreon, we're also looking at what we're going to be doing for 2019. We've had a really big self-care and homemaking focus all throughout 2018. So we're trying to decide what exactly we're going to be focusing on throughout 2019. And one of the things that has come up recently in conversations with patrons is that they want to have some sort of accountability group for those who are using Sheets. Now, obviously, this is not something where you would have to have power sheets in order to participate with the rest of everything that we have going on in Patreon, but it might just be another fun thing that we get to add. So we've decided we are going to move forward with this. And anyone who is in our Patreon group and also has purchased power sheets from Cultivate What Matters, the Laura Casey Cultivate shop, it's awesome. And if you want to throw a little credit our way, you can go to boldturquoise.com slash power to go grab your power sheets right now. And you guys, they sell it every year, so you're going to want to grab them. They're already flying off the shelves. And we are going to be having weekly check-ins with our power sheets and monthly lives where we're showing what we're doing and really trying to help each other use the power sheets to the best of our abilities. So if that's something you think would be a fun extra benefit to being in Patreon, then definitely come and join us at patreon.com slash cultivatingthelovely. Of course, we have a ton of other stuff in there too. We're really ramping things up, like I said, with our What Ingrid and Fiona Like podcast, our Yellow Brick Road podcast, and lots of other things. So even if you don't want to do the power sheets part of it, come over and check us out patreon.com slash cultivating the lovely and see what we've got going on. But you guys really just want to hear the interview with Candace, right? So let's just get on with the show. Well, welcome, Candace. Thank you. I am so excited to have you on the show. I mean, you're a cultural icon I had created an entire like alternative storyline for full house when I was young about how I could be the long-lost sister who was like sent to boarding school and <laughs> randomly showed back up so Aww. this is an honor I've had numerous family members ask if they could sit in my little recording closet with me <laughs> during this recording I was like no but they were all <laughs> very excited about it so it's so fun to have you on the show but I'm gonna ask you like I asked all of my guests, which it feels kind of silly because if people don't know who you are, then they've probably been living under a rock for the past 30 years. <laughs> but would you like to introduce yourself and tell where people can find you? Sure, I would love to. Well, um,
1: I'm Candace Cameron Beret, and you probably know me best from being on the show's Full House and Fuller House. Mm-hmm. You might know me from the Homework Channel. Yeah. Uh, which, because I do lots and lots of work for the homework channel. And I'm also an author and I do a little uh, producing and directing and I do all kinds of things.
0: You have many things on your plate. I do.
1: And I love it all. I'm so grateful for it.
0: I'm so excited to talk about so many of them today. I think a really fun way that people can connect with you and really kind of get to know you is definitely through your Instagram. Yeah, I'm very active on social media. And you are you get down to it, girl. Some of the things you share, I'm like, oh my goodness! Like I think I'm authentic on social media, and I'm like, dang, she really, <laughs> really gets after it. So I applaud you for that, for just being authentic. I think it's really refreshing. Thank you. So thank you. I like sharing with people, you know. Yeah. So one of your newest projects. I mean, you like I we've kind of said you have a lot going on right now, and I'm excited to hit on a lot of these different things. But the newest project that they contacted me about and sent me the book for was your brand new children's book, Candace Center Stage, which I was telling you before, I have two little girls, they're three and six, and they loved the book even before I told them that it was yours, because they are both ballerinas, and so this whole book about this little girl who's, you know, getting, kind of finding her own way and being herself and everything they just they adored the book but then when i flipped the last page and they saw it was you they both like <laughs> lost their minds
1: oh i'm well i'm so glad that they loved it yeah uh, that makes me really really happy and this was a book that i have been wanting to write for 20 years and not wow. i'm not stopping at one book candace it, the little girl in the book candace is going to have many many adventures oh, i already fun. The next book, but um, I've one of my favorite things to do was reading was read with my children, read to them, have them read to me. It was always one of my favorite times to spend together with them and yes. be silly and use our imaginations and look at really awesome illustrations within books. So it's been a twenty-year dream in the making for me, and I've I've published se- several other books already, but mm-hmm. this. The children's book was really my very first dream, and uh, oh. it, it just came true. So
0: that is <laughs> it's so pretty fun. awesome. Yeah, because yeah. I was going to ask, I see a lot of the same themes as we're in Kind is the New Classy. And so I was wondering if it kind of came out of that. But it's interesting to hear that the children's book was really your dream from the get-go.
1: Yeah, it, it really was. And, of course, I will always... Um, you know, in my in the children's book, and even in all the trade books that I write, to me, it's always about sharing, um, either giving encouragement, or sharing things that work and don't work, and mm-hmm. how to cultivate kindness and positivity. And so those are the themes within all my books. But yeah. of course, as a parent, you have that opportunity to teach those things to your your children and practice it along with them. So Every little book will have little encouraging messages or a lesson to be learned. And I think, you know, I don't stray far from the full house and fuller house yeah. messages. Like that's what every episode's yeah. about. And that's really who I am. I love
0: that. Yeah. And I thought the book was just so sweetly done. It was beautifully illustrated. It was really fun to see how it came to life that way. And there were fun little things like my girls loved finding the hamster on every page. And, you know, (laughs) I just thought it was really, really nicely done. And it's fun to hear that it's not just a one and done. Oh,
1: yeah. Well, thanks. I was. uh, Yeah, I didn't want that either. And I have I mean, I have so many ideas in my head for Uh, the next book so as long as uh, people are enjoying them I have a million ideas okay I don't have a million (laughs) but I
0: have at least another 20 ideas for Candace's next adventures that's awesome so what you've done kind of both of the different you know authorship styles both for children and then the trade books like you were saying I mean they've got to be vastly different how was that process different for you It is different.
1: It was quicker to write a children's book because there are fewer words. But with that being said, it is so specific to write a children's Mm. book because every single word counts. You can't really ramble on. You can't add an extra paragraph unless you're writing a children's book for an older child. Mm -hmm. But in this, it's like you really have to choose your words carefully, and then match the illustrations. And even the the illustrations were so important that. And obviously, I I have a had a wonderful illustrator, Christine Batuusen. But going back to her and making sure that the way she was drawing the characters and their faces and their expressions that they were matching what emotion I wanted to convey. So all of that, you know, took time and and I. But I I loved the process of it. I don't know. There was there's something so rewarding about writing a children's book even yeah. though it it is less words and even less time than any of the other trade books that I've done
0: and that's fun that you got to be even involved in that illustration process that you got to have a say with that because I think I I think of those as kind of almost being separate so it's nice that you were able to be involved in that
1: oh yeah I'm I'm a very picky person in that way yeah. <laughs> and uh, I i the, i the little details don't don't get past me, so i I love collaborating with people, but I'm very opinionated and never afraid to to share to share that and make sure that you know if my name's on it this is this is exactly what I would like to to give to people so i'm Absolutely. I'm not afraid to be picky
0: well, and I think especially when you know you are a cultural icon, but you also have a belief system that you want to. You know, make sure that you are honoring and kind of learning how to draw that line. I know I reached out to my community that follows the podcast and said, you know, do you guys have questions? What would you want to hear from Candace if you could ask? And I think a lot of people said that they feel like you do a good job of not being legalistic and knowing where to draw lines but where it's just a matter of kind of getting the job done and i know you mentioned that a little bit in kind is the new classy that there was like some instances that happened with fuller house where you went into the producers and did make sure you voiced your opinion but to a certain extent at the end of the day it's also you aren't a producer and you have to do your job is that ever difficult for you Ladies, one of this week's new sponsors of the podcast has to do with a topic that can be really difficult to talk about, cancer. So many people, even within our Cultivating the Lovely community, are affected by cancer themselves or a family member or good friend. And one of the most important things we can do for family and friends who are going through a health crisis is simply to be there, to give them the gift of presence. They don't need so much help in words. They just need us to show our love and concern by being at their side when they need us. The weekly podcast Health, Hope, and Inspiration with Reverend Percy McRae is there to encourage and lift up these people as well. This podcast not only discusses the latest cancer care information, but also offers biblical hope and spirit-filled inspiration. Whether you are a patient or a caregiver, you will be encouraged by the conversations on Health, Hope, and Inspiration with cancer care patients and survivors, caregivers, clinicians, and medical professionals. Visit hhidownload.com today to subscribe to Health, Hope, and Inspiration, and you will receive three free downloads, cancer-fighting recipes, reducing your risk for cancer, and four things every cancer patient must do. That is hhidownload.com
1: it can be a fine line because i i never want to come off as being bossy or rude or disrespectful sure. in any way but at the same time business is business and you if no one speaks up you know if you don't speak up for yourself if you're not looking out for what's right if you yeah. know you have a voice and can then you're doing a disservice to everyone and yourself and so i've really learned that over the years and it's sometimes been a, a difficult lesson to learn because I think it's natural for a lot of us to err to the timid side and say, well, I don't want to rock the boat or well, sure. I don't want anyone to be upset with me. And I know my own personality. I'm a people pleaser. I, I yeah. love when people like me, I want people to like me. And the thought of someone not is like heart crushing. Yeah. And so brushing. So that in itself can sometimes make a person say like, well, I I just, I don't want them to be upset. So I won't, but we have, we have to speak up. And, uh, and so I've chosen to do that. But within that, it's never about trying to win an argument. It's just speaking up for what's right in the most righteous type of way and always being kind and respectful in the process.
0: Yeah. I completely agree with that. And I think, I mean, as a Christian as well, I'm also a voiceover artist. And so I do, you know, commercials and that kind of thing and a lot of e-learning. And and there have been certain jobs that I've gotten where, you know, you get the full script and, oh, (laughs) there's things in here (laughs) I wasn't expecting. And you really you have to decide where your own personal line is of, you know, I may not agree with this, but it's not something that is a big enough deal to me to have to speak up about and then there are those things that's like okay no I, I'm not willing to put my voice to this because it you know it crosses that line and you just have to kind of know where that is and Absolutely. I think it can be on a case-by-case basis.
1: I think so too and I think it's important for every person to make that decision themselves and not to allow outside voices that may not understand why or where your decision is coming from to influence you otherwise. Yeah, I know that even in in my work, I I can certainly look at people who are Christians, not Christian, you know, whether they have any religious background or an atheist uh, can call me out for all kinds of things. Well, why did you make this decision about that? But you won't do it for this or you will do it on that. And I'm, you know, at the end of the day, it can get overwhelming when you hear so many voices yeah. and I always have to think back to myself, who am I trying to please here? Am I trying to please all those people or is this between me and God? Yeah. And I have to know what I feel about our relationship between me and God and, and that decision at the end of the day. And sometimes I, I have to understand and And be okay with knowing some people may be disappointed in this decision or they might not fully understand it. But if I've prayed over it and I've talked to God about it and I feel resolve in my heart about it, then that's okay. And you do that and you move on. And that's not to say you're (laughs) doing things that are, you know, clearly in black and white that you shouldn't, shouldn't do. I'm saying it's those personal preference type things like, like you were talking about within a job. Do I want to give my voice to this or not?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that you did a good job of kind of, as we expound on that, talking about this whole idea in your book, Kind is the New Classy, which was super fun to listen to, by the way, on audiobook. I I really enjoyed oh, getting you. to actually hear your voice read it. It was really good. And I think that sometimes you come into these books written by celebrities and you're like, do they actually have anything to say? Like, is this going to be legit? But I really enjoyed that you had a nice mix of kind of like memoir, like stories from your life, but also a very legitimate message of this kindness and whatnot. But I saw certain things in our stories that parallel, like I grew up in the local theater community. And so I, even though I was raised as a Christian, I had all kinds of different people around me. And I think that in the end that helped me like i think as a christian culture we tend to stick to our own if you know what mm-hmm. i mean yeah and i think that that helped me to be able to see people for who they were instead of just the labels that they carry and that helps me to love people better and be kind to people regardless of that and be able to influence with my them with my faith through kindness and I think that's a lot of what you talk about, and kind is the new classy. But do you want to speak a little bit to your experience with that in Hollywood?
1: Sure. I mean, everything you said you 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 hit the nail on the head of the messages that I'm trying to convey. And I think one of one of the things that gets a little frustrating at times is as a Christian, you know, my that's where my my foundation is just based in the Word of God, and my relationship with Christ is strong. And I want to be able to, Share that with people, and I do. Uh, it's part of what I feel is my influence. And I you know, I can't leave my faith at the door when I leave for work. I'm not leaving it at home. It is yeah. who I am, and it goes with me uh, wherever I am. But my faith, although i'm I'm unashamed and not afraid to share it, I don't want everyone to feel like, Oh, I'm going out there to try to convert you to yeah. everything that I believe. I'm like that's not that's not my motivation. Uh, it never has been. It never will be. but I don't want to go out there and judge everyone for for the because I don't know everyone's circumstances. Yeah. I don't know how they were brought up. I don't know what their background is. I don't know what's influenced them in their life. And yet, I think we can boldly share christ with people or be a a great ambassador and representative of christ without even saying a word about him just within our within our actions and you know that in itself is quite an influence but at the same time if that door opens for conversation I'm not afraid to jump into it, and I and we're called to do that. Yeah, uh, it it is a balance, but in no way, um, you know, that's I think what I was trying to say. My my first thought was that we we sometimes get in like these little bubbles, these yeah. little Christian bubbles, and then we're afraid, like we can't associate with people that yeah. don't think exactly the way we think. And I'm like, no, 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 no. It's the very opposite. When you you talk with people who have different beliefs than you or different even standards than you, different work than you, a different life than you, that's when you learn and you grow. And it also makes you stronger in who you are because you have to decide for yourself, what is my worldview? What are my standards? What are my boundaries? Because When you talk with other people that that have a very different life than yours, it forces you to know exactly who you are or want to be or where you stand. And that's a really healthy, great thing. But on top of that, I will add that it's so important to listen, to listen to people. It's not just about talking and, 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 and being bold, but about listening and being compassionate and understanding and trying to learn something from that person.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that sometimes as Christians, we think that it's the message that opens the door when really a lot of the times it's the kindness and the relationship. I mean, the Bible even talks about how it's God's kindness that leads us to redemption. You know, it like. hundred percent. yeah, we want to come back to him because he is so good to us. And I don't know why we think if we just hammer people with our ideals, that that's going to be what draws them. <laughs> like It's going right. to be our <laughs> kindness and our love for them and for each other. And so, and I, this is something that I just saw on Instagram, I don't know, a day or two ago. And I think I thought, wow, this is such a good example of how I see how your obvious kindness and character with people in Hollywood that you know has had an influence on them. It was on John Stamos's um, Instagram recently when he posted the letter that he wrote to God when he was a child. Mm -hmm. And you just wrote like a very short like amen or something. And he you could see his response to you like, wow, did you see this? This is amazing. Can you believe I wrote that? And, you know, I have no idea what kind of conversations you guys have had, but you could tell like you, you haven't offended people or turned them off from you or they obviously like he wanted to share that with you and be like, yeah, can you believe this? And that's so encouraging to see, I mean, we see you on Instagram, we see you in interviews and everything, but to kind of get like this little, this little glimpse of what your interactions with other people are like, you can see that you're very authentic in your message.
1: Well, thank you. That I, it's so neat that you caught that little message on his, on his Instagram, because it really was just so sweet. And even his comment to me, and then even another comment, it is a, it is a very cool thing uh, for me, when I know that my faith has influenced people for good, or they think of me that—and I'm not talking about John specifically—but yeah. but people that say, "Hey, like I I'm I'm not a Christian, or I don't read the Bible, or I'm not a spiritual person, but I know you are, and I I want to share this with you, or could you pray for me about this?" It's like I I feel like I'm I'm that person that they feel comfortable to come to yes. if it comes to a faith filled matter and that's kind of how that little uh that little instagram post with john was the fact that he connected me to that yeah post is means a lot and it and i think it does say a lot
0: yeah and i think it's just so sweet i mean i know i've had those own those instances in my own life where it's been through all the conversations that had nothing to do with god that someone feels comfortable to say hey okay like we've had a relationship with for years now Now I want to talk to you about this because I know you're a safe place to have that conversation. Yes. And that's always an honor and you can feel God working in those moments. So that's cool to see. Okay, if you guys have been following for a while, then you know that me and my kids have been living with my parents for the last year. And let me let you in on a little secret if you haven't noticed on Insta Stories. My mother is a crazy dog lady and she would admit it. She wasn't that way when I was younger, but alas... She is now. So when I got approached to have BarkBox as a sponsor and get one of their boxes in the mail for my parents' two dogs, I was certain that my mom would either love it or be highly offended that the products were not high quality enough for her precious little pooches. Well, I come to you to let you know today that not only were they high quality enough, but they really exceeded her expectations. So let me tell you a little bit about BarkBox. It's a monthly delivery of innovative toys, all-natural treats, and crazy dog joy always built around a surprise theme for dog and dog parents to enjoy. Fun things like Jurassic Bark, Space Squirrels, and the good, the bad, and the Ugly. BarkBox knows you love your dog like... Family, and oh boy, does my mom ever. So, they designed all toys in house with the very best materials like stomach safe t shirt rope, spiky ball cores, and dozens of innovative squeakers. Bark boxes all natural treats and shoes are made and produced with meat sourced in the USA and Canada and never any soy, corn, or wheat. This was a big one for my mom, and she was so delighted to see that it met her standards. The free shipping to anywhere in the USA and Canada keeps dog parents happy. Bark Boxes are a $40 value, with plans starting at $20 a month. Celebrate your dog with BarkBox. It's like the joy of a million belly scratches delivered directly to your door. Oh, and also, I want to mention that if your dog has any allergies or is a heavy chewer or anything like that, they can accommodate your special needs, and they have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you want to get in on BarkBox, you can get a free extra month of BarkBox when you subscribe to a six or 12 month plan by just going to barkbox.com lovely. Again, that's a free month when you subscribe to 6 or 12 months. Just go to BarkBox.com slash lovely. So... This is as long as we're hitting it hard on the Christian culture (laughs) topic. (laughs) Another thing that I really wanted to ask you about because, you know, I've had such a transition in the last year from being a stay at home homeschooling mom living on a farm to now I live in the heart of our city and I have, you know, I own my own business and I'm the 100% provider for myself and my kids. Mm-hmm. And so, wow, you know, what a transition. My kids are in school. It's been like a, a everything about our life has changed. Yeah. And I think that, you know, I am so blessed to have a community of women who listen to this podcast who've been nothing but supportive. Like I was scared to tell them what was happening in my life. And I think in the last year I've received maybe two emails of like, mm, are you sure? And everyone else has really heard my story and supported me, but I still like, there's this thing in our Christian culture, I think, especially for women who have ambition and who are doing a lot of things that that's kind of painted as a bad thing and You are doing so many things, but obviously still investing with your family and all of that. And so I'm wondering like how you've handled kind of those pressures from the Christian community Mm -hmm. and how then you're able to juggle it and still like really connect with your family and everything with all the balls that you have in the air.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, let me say it now. Ambition is not a dirty word.
0: Amen. (laughs) That are
1: listening. It's not. It's not. Um, but i I will say though that there are seasons of life yeah and I've gone through several seasons and I was a stay-at-home mom and did not work yeah. for 10 years and I and I say this just to share my story I'm not saying there is a right or a wrong but i I wanted to be the provider and caregiver the care yeah, yeah the yeah. caregiver for my children and not have full-time help. I, my husband and I have always wanted to be that, so I decided to not work and be a full-time stay-at-home mom, and uh, and that was a wonderful season in my life. Yeah. And it wasn't it wasn't all roses either. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was a difficult transition because I went from a full-time working woman to yeah. a stay-at-home mom, and then I went back into the into the workplace. But again, when I went back, my kids were a little older, and I felt like I had time to be able to to manage both and then within the last few years like the last 3 years that really things have gotten incredibly busy for me i mean i'm still i still spend a lot of time with my with my family and the, and they're the priority but things have changed because my kids are teenagers and they're older teenagers so although they very much need me emotionally the physical need isn't there as much i mean they drive they have their own lives they travel and i don't think i've gotten as much backlash from the christian community as one might think but i do think that's because i wasn't working the way i am now when my kids were younger i I wasn't working. So I felt like for me, I, I was able to balance that. Okay. And I, I love where I'm at, but I I'll tell you, I would not give up those 10 years that I stayed home and didn't work for anything because that is truly when I grew the most in my faith as a woman and really understood where my priorities were. I mean, that became my priority and gave me a real focus and, a plumb line to know when I went back to work, what the real priorities would be. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that's, I mean, I feel kind of, I mean, I've, my oldest is 12, my youngest is three. And so I've got a a big age gap there, but I'm so grateful, like you were saying to have had this time and to be able to still work from home so I can be with my three-year-old a lot of the time. Um, But I think that that is so important to to have. And I think you did a really good job of talking about that in Kind is the New Classy, kind of what that transition was like Mm -hmm. for you. You guys, if you haven't listened to this book, you should really go (laughs) get it or read it or listen to it because it was so insightful and just it was really fun to hear your own experience plus the things that you learned. I thought you did a good job of conveying that. Thank you. So, okay, on to some just kind of fun topics i think okay. um so you had to step into the director's chair with fuller house this year
1: it was so fantastic i had been wanting to for a couple of years to do that i was yeah. a little too scared to ask at yeah. first and then uh i did ask a year ago and it 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 didn't happen i didn't get the okay so i i i asked again and i i <laughs> So that's another one of my messages. I'm like, just because you ask once and you get a no doesn't mean the answer is going to be no. So yeah. keep asking, keep knocking on that door. Um, and I did. And anyway, I it was everything I hoped it would be and more. It was uh, a wonderful experience but I didn't realize how comfortable I would be in the in the director's chair and um, but you know I've been doing this for over 35 years so you would think I've learned something along the way but it's definitely a new facet of my career and I'll I'll be directing more and not only our show but other shows so it was uh, yeah very very good good thing and I'm glad I pushed out of my comfort zone and, and left my fears behind just to ask in the first place. Cause I'll yeah. tell you, I was super, super nervous to do it, but I bet. I'm like, nope, I got to try. And if I fail, I fail, but I'll never know if I don't try. So I did. And now I'm like, oh, woohoo this is awesome. Yeah. I got lots more to
0: do. <laughs> That's so fun. And if you're going to break into directing anything, I mean, to do it on something that you've been so invested in for so long. Like you know it like the back of your hand, and so it seems like that would be an amazing transition to have there, and kind of like this home platform that you have.
1: Oh, for sure, and and that's where a lot of first-time directors, if you're an actor, they they do start with the the things that you've been working on for a while, or um, because it is a comfortable environment, and most of the time, as like my show, everyone was rooting me on and cheering me on and helping me be the best that I could be. And that was really wonderful. But, uh, but beyond that, I will do more that is out of that safety Mm -hmm. zone and do, and do other shows. And I guess that's where the real test is, but, I'm, I'm not, I'm not very fearful of it because of, I felt so confident in that position and really, really enjoyed it.
0: That is so fun to, I just, I can't wait to see it and know that you directed those episodes and, you know, <laughs> Thank I think you. it's going to be fun. Do you have any idea when it's going to be dropping?
1: It will be in December. I okay. don't have the exact date, but okay. you'll, the new season will be out before the end of the year.
0: And I am looking forward to that because the first three seasons have been on repeat (laughs) in my home.
1: I'm tired of listening to the same shows over and over. Like we know them by heart. I thank you for enduring them. Yeah,
0: they're on often in the background. So it's fun, though. It's like if I could have anything on, at least it's like something I can tolerate and that's not obnoxious. (laughs) (laughs) So that's fun. But you, okay, so I was just watching Instagram last week, and you just wrapped up your um, Hallmark movie for Christmas, wh- which yeah. was, I know I looked up the title, uh, A Shoe of Christmas. A Shoe of Christmas. Yes. So I was shocked to see that they were filming it so close to the release date, because doesn't it come out like November 25th?
1: Exactly. It does. I know there's a, we can do those movies in a very quick turnaround. It's not always preferable, but a lot of times we have no choice. So I I wrapped up season four of Fuller House and then within a week, I went to go start filming my Christmas movie and wow. we didn't do it earlier because I simply didn't have the time because yeah. of working on the other show. So we did it, I just wrapped it um, this last weekend and then, I mean, it's like a six week turnaround. It'll be edited, you know, the wow. sound mixing, music, all that kind of stuff and we'll get it on the air but it's my seventh Christmas movie Wow. Today and I have I sure have a lot of fun making those movies and I know that Hallmark fans absolutely love them and yeah. this script A Shoe Addict's Christmas was so darn cute and it was a book it's actually based on a little like Christmas novella a little oh, book fine. and I just loved it and I'm a shoe addict in my yeah. real life <laughs> there you go shoes are my thing as far as fashion goes and I and I love fashion but I have more shoes probably than I could wear oh. in a lifetime. <laughs> and I actually brought an entire suitcase just filled with my own personal shoes so we could add to the movie oh, without fun. having the budget to buy the kinds of shoes that I own. So yeah. I, I did almost all the shoes in that movie myself from my own
0: closet. Oh, that's fun. And how cool to to do that. Because I know they're they're just like, they're Hallmark movies. You know, you kind of you kind of know what to expect, but you yeah. love that. Like, that's that's why back. we come back for the Hallmark movies. And I think, like, I was talking to my mom the other day saying, like, if you're going to do anything, those just seem like a fun job to have because it's not super high pressure. You're not really blurring too many lines with, you know, what you're having to compromise on or anything. It's just like these great, wholesome, yeah. fun movies.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, that's why I've had a wonderful and very long relationship with Hallmark Channel, and and really have a partnership with them, and and it's why I choose to work with them, and yeah. that has been a very intentional choice in my career. And is, and, and, you know, as cute as they are, or cheesy if you want to call it that. <laughs> I mean, we do know what to expect. they but they're always wholesome, and yeah. they always have family values, and they always have. Uh, a happy ending to them, like you're going to be entertained and there's just you're going to enjoy them. But that, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't something that I just fell into. It was something I intentionally chose in my career because mm. I have chosen to do family programming. It's yeah. always been important to me, and it falls in line also with my Christian values. That I know I can, I can make things, I can make movies and television that people love and enjoy. Uh, without compromising yeah. uh, my standards and my values. So being a part of the Hallmark family has been incredibly intentional and I I don't want to be other places. That's exactly yeah. the home I've chosen to be.
0: Yeah, I love that because I think it, it probably has to take some stress off of you to just know that you're doing things that you enjoy and you don't have to worry about.
1: I mean, in that sense, Yes. But um, but don't don't let the sweet Hallmark movies fool you in terms of the grind because those oh, movies no. actually, as far as work goes, are the hardest grind that I have in my entire year. Like Fuller House is the dream job because I yeah. do, to do a studio every day. I've got my nice dressing room, I work, you know, like seven, six to seven hours a day, a couple days a week. And then, but those Hallmark movies, I'm working 16, 17, 18 hours every day, six days a week. And the, I mean, the schedule is like,
0: well, to crack learn. them out that fast, they would yeah, have to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: We, we film those things in 15 days and you're learning, Whoa. you know, 8 to 11 pages of dialogue a day and then working 16 to 18 hours a day on top of it. So they're, they are quite difficult to do, but yeah. they're lovely and they're fun. Yeah. Uh, but man, I just want to pass out for a couple I weeks bet. after I film one.
0: I am <laughs> because they're definitely a whirlwind and I guess I just meant like as far as stress as you know like what what the work is you just don't have to worry about that but yeah I can't imagine the grind and you came straight out of that and went on a book tour so (laughs) yeah (laughs)
1: dang girl (laughs) I'm looking forward to sleeping in December because that's the time I've taken off so I'm I, I have another movie to film right after this I go into production next week and uh and I'll go through till December. And then I, um, yeah, I started taking last year, I took the month of December off. And it was the best thing I've ever done. Yeah, I bet for my body and for my family. And so I'm doing the same thing this year.
0: So that kind of brings me to what I wanted to ask you is you know obviously you've got so many things going on you're like you're saying these crazy long days and everything and we know from your Instagram that working out is a big like self-care thing for you are there other things that you do to make sure that you're taking care of yourself emotionally and you know in all of those ways so that you can keep up that pace
1: yeah uh, yeah of course I I you have to, like everyone has to, and it, your pace doesn't have to be as crazy as mine or what I think mine is. I mean, whatever your pace is, that's enough for you. Like everyone has to have self care and it's, it's really important because you can never, you can never be the best for others when you don't take care of yourself, at least to a minimum. So my sleep is really important to me. I'm not someone that can work on, on four hours of sleep or five, like I need at least seven hours as my minimum. And if I can get eight or nine, like then I'm a really happy person. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's important. And working out really is a huge, uh, stress release for me and mm-hmm. really good for my mental health. And that's why it's so important because there's, I, I feel like, and it might not just be as a woman obviously i'm not a man so i don't yeah. know but like i feel like my hormones go crazy and nuts and like yeah. i need to sweat that bad icky whatever it is out so yeah. my mental health stays clear and um and i just can get perspective that way but you know, it's also just nurturing my soul, which is reading good books, reading my Bible, having a healthy and active prayer life. Mm-hmm. And I also need really good friends around me. Not a lot, but, you know, yeah. I have a couple of very close people, and, including my husband but my and my best girlfriend and a couple of people that I can just talk to. You know, the things that I'm not sharing on social media, because yeah. we all know we pretty much share the best of our lives yeah. on social media. We might share an ugly truth, but it might be in a self deprecating, funny kind of way. Yeah. But most of us aren't sharing the really hard stuff because nobody really, it's not that no one wants to listen to it, but it's, I feel like I go to social media to get the fun and the positive. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I like to put out. But I need those people that are close to me that I trust that I can talk to and basically be my therapist. Like some some days I'm just like, I need someone to listen to me. I just need to download and talk or I might need to be fed. Like I don't know what to do and I need really great advice. So my friendships and, and very close relationships are so important to me and help me maintain my schedule because I'm able to, vent or download whatever's going on.
0: It's so interesting that you say that because I was just having that conversation with someone last week. Like people, they've always liked my platform because I try to be very authentic and honest with things that are going on. But I was telling someone the other day, it's like, yes, I try to be that. But there's only so much of that (laughs) that you post because people don't want to just hear like all about the gruelingness of your divorce or, you know, like they yeah. got to know like, okay, oh, she's still going through that or whatever, but they don't want just thing after thing of all the bad. They want the funny and the, no. yeah. They so do. It's it, that it balance. Is,
1: it's so interesting. Cause I, I'm so interactive with my, with the people who follow me on social media. Mm-hmm. And I really, I really love that connection. I love to be able to interact with people I wouldn't have the opportunity to otherwise but with that said it's like so funny as to what resonates with people because if i will say something like man i'm working my i'm tired i would love a break and i say anything that has the slightest negative connotation to it even just like i'm tired there's always a billion people going, girl, you don't know what tired is. Yeah. And why are you complaining? <laughs> You're driving a nice car and you've got a home and why are you complaining? And it's like, oh my gosh, I wasn't really complaining. I'm just, I just. Can't I just be oh, tired? I was tired. But if I say like, oh my gosh, why am I 42? And I still break out and get zits on my face. Then
0: everyone's like, oh my gosh, I love that you share that. Yeah. With about that. <laughs> yeah. Like they they want you to be authentic to a certain extent. Exactly. Uh, but not too much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I totally get that. Okay. So this is kind of a stock question that I ask a lot of my guests. And it's going to be a difficult one for you to answer because your life is changing daily. But what does a typical day look like for you?
1: Honestly, I don't have a typical day because they're all so different. I mean, yeah. I could give you a typical day on the set of Fuller House, which is like I'll wake up at 6 and leave my house at, you know, 6.15, 6.20, go to the gym, work out before my day starts at 8 a.m. or 8.30, rehearsing all day, run through. Um, I mean, that's a whole different kind of schedule in itself. But then I'll be home by 6 p.m. and I can have family with my dinner or run to hockey practice with my boys or whatever I need to do. And that's kind of the best of a work day for me. Yeah. But if I'm on the road, which is literally half my year, I'm living in a hotel. I shoot most of my Hallmark movies in Canada. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I live out of suitcases half the year and I'll be up at 4:35 AM to start my day and work a 16 hour day. And I'm learning lines. Like I got another hour of homework to do for the next day. By the time I get back to my hotel and you're shooting all day. And then you know, every once in a while I get that Saturday or, or my Sunday. And well, Sundays are kind of typical for us when I'm home Mm -hmm. because we wake up, we go to the farmer's market and have breakfast. We go to church and then it's usually a hockey game for the boys. And, or we have people over for our Sunday, you know, Sunday dinner, barbecue, pizza oven, whatever we have. Like, Mm -hmm. so I get those down days too. But, um, my, my typical day is just so different every
0: day. Yeah. So how in all those different days are you right now cultivating loveliness in your life?
1: (laughs) I'm just trying to stay happy and positive. Yeah. (laughs) That is me cultivating loveliness because and honestly, I and I don't want to say this in like a self serving or self absorbed way, but I realize that with the amount of that I travel and the work, I'm around a lot of new people mm-hmm. every single day. Sure, like since I'm talking to you for the first time yeah. on this. And I just, before this, I was on the Steve Harvey show. And before, right before that, I was on E! News. And so yeah. I'm interacting with brand new people every single day. And I realized that whatever I bring into that room or that conversation, that's going to affect the people I'm talking to mm-hmm. for the rest of their day, possibly. Yeah. And so I want to cultivate loveliness by being the most positive person and happy person, even if maybe my day's stressful. I am very aware of what my energy is and my positivity level is because I don't want to I don't want to ruin someone's day. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm having a bad day. I don't want to pull someone down. So,
0: and do you guess, think that when you do that, it does that drain you more or does that help you to get through if you're having a more stressful day?
1: Good question. And it's, it's both. I think it depends on it. Sometimes it certainly is more draining depending on what sure. the stress level is. And then sometimes, uh, It just, it'll just kick it right out of me. And I'm like, I've just forgotten about it. I'm not going to think about it. And I'm just going to choose to be happy.
0: Yeah, that's good. Okay. I like your answer. (laughs) Thanks. Okay. Are you ready for my stock questions? Yes. Okay. Candles or essential oil diffuser? Essential oil diffuser. I have several. (laughs) Awesome. Cloth napkins or paper? Cloth. My husband won't even allow paper napkins in our house. Oh, wow. (laughs) okay city or country like do you prefer being in the city or in the country
1: oh oh my gosh i totally took that the wrong way like no, would you okay. rather go to a specific city or just like obscure country? whole country yeah like, like go to ireland Go. Yeah. To, okay oh my gosh don't put this on your podcast ah! i just found it super lame okay i'll ask uh, you again it was like a blonde
0: moment but, okay <laughs> City or oh my gosh, this tells you how tired I am. Yeah, I can only imagine. I'm sure you're exhausted. Okay, you can leave that in just to show
1: people that I'm just <laughs> so, so 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 tired. Silly. Okay, I'm um, city or country. Um, city, city, city. I'm a city okay. girl through All and through.
0: Right. Paper or digital?
1: Well, gosh, that's a hard one. I really love paper, but I'm on digital so much. Yeah, I guess I'll choose digital, but my love of paper will never go away.
0: All right. I'm I'm right there with you. I feel like I've been forced into digital yeah. but I really prefer paper. Yeah. Okay. Shopping. Online or in the store?
1: Online. Now I'm online. I still love going into a store, but I just don't have time. So yeah. online shopping has been my lifesaver. Okay.
0: So this is going to be an off question for you, too, because your life is so crazy. But I would normally ask, whatever time you're making dinner and you need a mental break, do you listen to a podcast or to music?
1: Oh, I will listen to music for sure. I love listening to podcasts, but I listen to them so that I can learn something. Mm -hmm. So if I need a mental break, I need to listen to music.
0: Okay. And what would you turn to music-wise? John Mayer. All right. And what are some of your favorite podcasts when you are wanting to learn something?
1: Oh, well, I have to give a shout out to my mom and my friend, Shalene Bryant, because oh. they have their own podcast. My mom's so cute. And it's uh, called The Splash. And that one's great. Oh, and um, I feel like I'm one of billions that have started listening, not started. She's had a quite the tribe for a while, but I yeah. just joined it. So Rachel Hollis, I've been listening to her podcast, which is Okay. Uh been interesting. and, um, oh gosh, what else? I don't I don't know. Um, <laughs> now, okay. I'm, now I'm going to my phone and I'm trying to look at what my downloads are for my, but, you know, I uh, honestly, I've been into audible books, oh, yeah, which is very cool that you listen to my book, but I've been listening to more audible books than even podcasts right now in this season. So,
0: so, what have been some of those lately?
1: Well, let me tell you, I will yes. be so
0: happy to um. Well, I'm, I'm currently
1: reading a book called Becoming Mrs. Lewis. That one is not on Audible, Okay. but, um, I listened to Troublemaker by Leah Remini, which was so good. And you have to listen.
0: Oh, I bet that would be good. Yeah.
1: It's her voice. And it's the same thing. Once you hear it in her voice, it was really good. Yeah. Um, I'm, I, I just finished The Road Back to You, which is about the Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I'm reading another book on the Enneagram, and I listened to "Girl Wash Your Face," and I listened to a book by uh, John Eldridge, "Walking with God," very recently.
0: Okay. And
1: I, I have quite the plethora of yeah. different kinds of books. And another one that's like on guiding teenage girls called "Untangled," which was a really
0: I think I really, heard about that recently. Yeah,
1: yeah, I mean, it's been out a while. It's by Lisa Damore, but it is. It is a wonderful book filled with so much information, and I feel like even though it's geared toward teenage girls, there's if you don't have a girl, it's still worth the listen for boys. Huh. Um, but yeah, it was very helpful and insightful, and I wish I had listened to it when my daughter was much younger. Yeah, and teenagers, it would have saved me a lot of heartache and and grief of thinking I was like this horrible parent when yeah. really it's just how girls think and mature. But We forget once we become parents because when we're, when we are teenagers, we don't realize what's quite going on emotionally within our bodies. And then anyway.
0: Yeah. No, that's good. (laughs) That's really good. Okay. Chocolate, milk or dark? Dark. All right. Sports or no sports? Sports. That one we could have known, (laughs) right? Hockey. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, and this one's probably also very obvious. Live broadcasting. Would you rather broadcast or watch? Oh, broadcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is your favorite movie? The Wizard of Oz. Oh, my all-time favorite movie. I just read that book as an audiobook on my other podcast, so we've been really? very I entrenched even in it lately. Thought of doing that. Yeah, it's so fun. This other podcast I had called the Same Page and we did really, we released a new chapter every day for six weeks. So it was super fun. Ah,
1: That is so cool. Yeah. I'll have to go back and
0: listen. Yes. Well, okay. If you were to put yourself on the crunchiness spectrum and zero is totally not crunchy and 10 is singing Kumbaya by the fire with your legs unshaven and dreadlocks in your hair. (laughs) Where are you on the crunchiness spectrum?
1: Um, like four. Okay. Five. I don't know. Crunchiness, like you mean... Just being like granola, like yeah, totally natural color. and. Um. Okay. No. Maybe not four. Then that's just. I'm definitely not super granola, and I like. But I'm. But I'm relaxed. I'm not super hyped over. Um, you know, it's not like I won't ever go without makeup or yeah. go just you know stuff like that. I don't know. So maybe six,
0: seven. You, I don't know. Yeah, you got your essential oil diffuser and your cloth napkins. That this counts. True. You know. Yes. Okay. You gotta rock it. Let's go for a six. Okay. And one last thing. Would you give a shout out to my brother, Caleb? Because when he was 10 years old, he came to our local mall and waited to meet you. And he did not get to make it through the line. And so for the past two months, I've been hearing, will you please tell her to say hi to me? Oh my gosh, Caleb. Hi, I'm so
1: sorry that you didn't make (laughs) it to meet me. But now you're getting a special hello from me. And if we're ever in the same city and you're in the vicinity, I will make sure that I come over and say hi.
0: Oh, that will delight him to no end. <laughs> thank you so much. It was such a joy having you on. Thank you so much for taking the time, Candice.
1: You're so welcome. Thanks for having me. It was a really fun conversation.
0: I loved your question. Oh, thank you. We'll have a great day. You too. Okay. Bye. Bye. Okay, you guys, did you have as much fun listening to that as I did recording it? It was such a blast. I mean, I gotta say, I had my hair cut like DJ Tanner when I was in, you know, third grade. (laughs) I loved Full House still enjoy Fuller House so it was so much fun to get to talk to her truly an honor and definitely a little bit of a change of pace which is always fun you guys can find links to her new Christmas Hallmark movie that'll be coming out in November along with her new books and all of that at boldturquoise.com slash 088 also if you want to get in on that Patreon stuff that we were talking about you can go to patreon.com slash cultivating the lovely keep leaving those ratings and reviews in iTunes they're making such a difference and I so appreciate it and next week, I will be back with an actual local friend of mine who is absolutely hilarious. Her name is Marisa Warwick, and I think you guys are going to get just as much of a kick out of her as I do. We're talking about green cleaning and motherhood and a whole bunch of other stuff. So it's bound to be a really good episode. All right, ladies. Until then, I'll see you around Instagram, of course, at Mackenzie Kappa, and any of the other places that you connect with me, like in our Facebook group. You can just go to Facebook and search Cultivating the Lovely. And in the meantime, go be bold and gracious.